honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. I thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Of course, Timberwolves Explosion is also available on the Basketball Podcast Network, coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you guys so much for having me on board there. Minnesota Timberwolves played three games this past week, looked extremely encouraging, and then played the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday, the 7th of March, and uh, kaboom, they lose 117-94. The Timberwolves win two out of three. As much as I hate the dish meatloaf, I certainly am not minding eating the meatloaf, so to speak, in terms of the Wolves going two and one over and over and over. It just sucks the way the Bulls lost to the Pistons. Very impressive win versus Sacramento. So it's kind of like flip a coin between Sacramento and Philadelphia. So you end up feeling better when you consider that. Then you look at the upcoming schedule and, well, the Eastern Conference ain't the Leastern Conference anymore. It's not. And the Western ain't the Bestern. It's just not. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, is way up there. Atlanta is 500, but we always lose there. Always. Until hopefully this week. And then you host the Boston Celtics, and do we beat the Celtics very often? I, I can't remember the last time we did, honestly. Uh, Chicago, Toronto, New York, Atlanta. That's uh, a lot of stuff coming up. Golden State, Sacramento, Phoenix, Los Angeles. That's the remainder of March. It's a very tough schedule. If the Wolves can hold tight during that time, that would be pretty cool. The Wolves are actually in second place, but 12 and a half games behind the number one team in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets, who are also in first place in our division, but second place in the Northwest Division, <clears throat> and kind of a logjam with Utah, Oklahoma City, and Portland. All kind of semi-competitive teams hanging in there for that play-in tournament, or, you know, 6th, 7th seed, but that's technically the play-in tournament, unfortunately. Um, unless you can get the 6th seed. Yeah, 6th seed, then you're out of the play-in. Otherwise, 7, 8, 9, 10, yeah, play-in. You get the idea. It's like a minute, miniature thing, kind of like the NCAA tournament. Wolves 3-2 and two in their last five, so to speak. Three games to review, three games to preview. And, of course, we'll hear from DraftKings, which is always a good thing. We start the month of March with a win versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll hear from Vince. I'm going to save it for fan interaction. Or should I? It's kind of almost like, yeah, because it's Lakers-related, of course, regarding the players the Wolves ended up, uh, you know, trading away to Utah in the course of the summer that wound up eventually with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, though, of course, a couple of them, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. But, yeah, I mean, some of them went to Utah, except for D'Angelo Russell, who ultimately wound up with the Lakers. All of it was three-team trade and all that. But, of course, again, the going back to the Rudy Gobert trade, and other guys traded away. Yahoo is acting up again. I'm not sure what's wrong with this thing, but it's driving me nuts. It was a nice, relatively comfortable win, but not all that comfortable. Anthony Davis did basically whatever he wanted, except rebound. He only got five of those. But 38 points for Anthony Davis. He was pretty much making shots from all over the court, including a couple of threes. It felt like he had more of those. Uh, Malik Beasley got hot at times. Three of six from downtown. Only attempted 11 shots, which is kind of funny. But um, Anthony Davis was on his game. 
throughout the night. Did have six turnovers, though, did Anthony Davis. Jared Vanderbilt, who's a new favorite of Vince Germano's and myself. Of course, again, like I was saying earlier, the Rodman comparisons were a little crazy. But at the same time, you know, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he doesn't get numbers like Rodman. I did talk about that last week. Like, 22 rebounds was kind of almost like common for Dennis Rodman. He didn't average that many, but it was common. It was like, oh, 22 for Rodman. Cool. That's that's kind of normal. You know, like 38 for Michael Jordan. You know, it's above his average, but not by much. That type of thing. Um, Dennis Schroeder had 12 assists in the game, which is kind of rare. He shot poorly, but at 12 assists. It was actually a pretty well-played game by the L.A. Lakers. And, you know, they, they have a nice group of players, but unfortunately, obviously, without LeBron James, and generally speaking, it's, you know, it's still kind of a mess, generally speaking, unfortunately, like the vibe just isn't all that great, but at least they're in the play-in range at the moment. They would be playing the Dallas Mavericks if the season ended today in a single game, potentially, well, it's a single game there, and then uh, being the ninth seed, they'd have to play again to survive. The Wolves at the seventh seed would, uh, I believe, get in right away. Yeah, we play the New Orleans Pelicans at the moment, which could be a tough matchup if, uh, you know, the big guy's back playing again. So, <laughs> Zion Williamson, of course. Um, but, yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, I'm surprised. Only five rebounds in the game. That's kind of weird. But, yeah, not rebounding as much as he was last year with the Wolves during a lot of his uh, great runs. Scotty Pippen Jr. is on the Lakers. He's inactive in the G League. D'Angelo Russell, what a big surprise. Injured or whatever the heck it is. Uh, load management, just being a wuss, soft, kind of like Vince Germano will tell you. And he, he didn't like him last time around. And I don't know. Yeah, uh, guy definitely didn't live up to the uh, number two world overall pick hype, did he? That's uh, for damn sure. And Flip Saunders certainly didn't like him either. Anyhow, Rudy Gobert had an awesome game. He was the best player on the floor for the Wolves easily in this one. 22 and 14 was dominant, was aggressive. Again, only 12 shots. But it was a well-organized type of game. I mean, look at the... It was just a well-played game, honestly, by both teams. This was a fun basketball game on a Friday night. I enjoyed it. Kyle Anderson, you know, he didn't attempt a single three, which sometimes he attempts three or four of them, but zero in this one. Did wind up with eight points and then four assists. The ball movement was, was okay at times. Anthony Edwards was a bit ball-dominant, and that's why he had the five turnovers and the 16-point uh, shot attempts and only 19 points. Did not have his greatest game. Zero free-throw attempts, which would irk just about any Timberwolves fan because it's like, why is that? With how, with how aggressive Anthony Edwards is, you're telling me nobody followed him all that time, yet he did get the five turnovers and such. Made up before it in a lot of ways with four steals and two blocks. Anthony Edwards very aggressive, a LeBron James-type block on one of them. Like aggressive, kind of coming up and just at the you know, and just getting it done. Really love what Anthony Edwards can do. He's become one hell of a player. But again, not the prettiest game offensively, but an overall good game. Again, four steals, two blocks, very aggressive defensively, and continuing to love what uh, Naw N A W does. Nikhil Alexander Walker, uh, aggressive defensively, uh, drives the rim. He can shoot. He's long, athletic, that type of thing. He, he's definitely got that length, which can, again, it can help defensively and all that. Well, I'll change shots and such if he's not aggressively blocking shots, but changing shots, such a valuable piece. And I hope the Wolves keep him for many years. That'd be absolutely wonderful. Nas Reed, a great game off the bench, 6 of 12 from the floor, 15 points, 8 rebounds. Did he end up with 8 rebounds, second on the team behind, again, uh, Rudy Gobert with 14 both of the big men played absolutely great. You could argue they were the two best players in the game. Conley, steady as always. Steady as she goes, per se. And even Torian Prince, solid off the bench, but did not shoot well. 
just did not. Uh, 4 of 11 and 1 of 5, are, uh, respectively, in the three-point range. So, But a solid win for the Wolves. They escaped Los Angeles despite an, <laughs> a very aggressive performance and very well-played game by the Brow over there. So good for him. <laughs> um, I don't know why my mind is just stopping here, and I apologize. I'm hitting the wrong buttons, and it's making me mad. <laughs> so it's my own fault. But, um, yep, obviously the Brow, Anthony Davis, an amazing performance, to say the least. I thought we might actually not win the game. That's how well he was playing, but the Wolves, thank God, pulled away. Sacramento, what a basketball game. This easily is our feature presentation for this week. And now, our feature presentation. Like, like, was there any doubt? Like, like, no, I'm just kidding. No, there was no doubt. Sacramento is, what, third in the Western Conference. They've been one, two, three-ish kind of most of the year. It'd be cool to see Sacramento go to the finals, maybe even win a championship, but I don't know. Interestingly, again, another piece of trivia for a lot of you. I bring this up every year at least once or so. They are the most uh, moved team over the years. They have, they're the most traveled team. Of course, starting, I mean, heck, I mean, I probably am even wrong by saying the Rochester Royals, Rochester, New York. I think they were even Cincinnati before that, which is absolutely nuts. Cincinnati, think about it. It's absolutely crazy. But Rochester Royals, Kansas City Kings, Sacramento, uh, Kansas City Royals slash Kansas City Kings, and then the uh, Sacramento Kings eventually almost became the Seattle Supersonics years ago. There was even rumors of them becoming the Anaheim Royals at one point in time as well. Be getting the Royals name back and becoming Anaheim. It'd be interesting, but I'm pretty sure, yes, they were in Cincinnati at one point. They've been in at least four or five cities over the course of time. In fact, I could even look it up. But people wondering, you know, how they'd have that little gold bar on the back for a team that has won a championship over the years. <laughs> that they have that gold bar, and people are like, Sacramento never won a championship. No, Sacramento didn't win a championship, but the Rochester Royals did. People are like, that's a stretch, that's crazy. No, it really happened. Um, founded in 1923, the Rochester Seagrams, so the Seagram Sevens, okay, I'm just kidding, and I don't think that was the NBA yet. In fact, it really wasn't. Yeah, before that, so they were the Cincinnati Royals after Rochester. I knew that, and actually, I kind of did, and I stupidly, yeah, I deeply apologize for that. I kind of did know that, and then I blanked. I was good. I had that little tug in my throat as I was saying Cincinnati before Rochester. So, yep, they eventually became the Rochester Royals in the NBA in 1948. Before that, there was the NBL in 45 and blah, 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 the Rochester Pros, the Rochester Eber Seagrams in the early 40s. Interesting, but 48 to 57, NBA, Rochester Royals, they won a championship during that time. Cincinnati Royals, 57 to 72. That's a long time. So Cincinnati had an NBA team for quite a while, and unfortunately they have not returned uh, in, in any form. The Kansas City Omaha Kings, okay. The Kansas City Kings, yep. And uh, actually, uh, Rick Adelman played for the Kansas City Kings, if you can believe it. They looked very similar to the Sacramento Kings in the 80s when they had, like, red instead of purple, where the, the, uh, where, where the crown is, basically. So interesting. Then, of course, they changed the logo during the Chris Webber era. Woohoo, yuck. I like this logo a lot better. It's just that it brought back that purple instead of the red when they brought back the classic Sacramento, you know, obviously uh, Kansas City Kings and such look. It's a cool look, and I like it. Um, I don't know. I always get intrigued when I talk about this team for some reason. I, I don't know what it is because it's just they've moved so much. And I like the name Royals, and I like the Rochester Royals logo. So that's why I tend to kind of 
go off into La La Land every single time I think about this team and talk about them. Apparently they've won two championships, one in the NBA in 1951. So there it is. Your Rochester Royals are your NBA champions. They were blue, more of a blue color than purple. So, yep, and of, and of course. yep. So they look kind of like, yeah, it's royal blue. Not quite like the Kansas City Royals, but it's a, yeah, it's a royal blue color. And it was more of a shield, kind of with a crown on top look. Cool. Sorry, I had to do that. I don't know. I had to do it. But it was a, <clears throat> a very entertaining game back and forth. Darren Fox driving the rim, being aggressive. DeMontis Sabonis, an outstanding basketball game. Um, 14 points, 15, 5 assists. 15 assists, yeah, right. 24 points. He only hit one three. I thought he had more than that. Kevin Herter hurt us quite a bit. He shot insane. He shot the lights out. He actually led Sacramento in scoring. You don't usually think about Kevin Herter nearly as much when you think about the Sacramento Kings. Malik Monk had, what, like a 45-point game uh, a week or two ago. Davian Mitchell had some moments. It was a good game with Sacramento last night as well with the New York Knicks where the Kings came out on top. It was a good game. Really entertaining basketball game. That'd be an interesting series if that was the finals, wouldn't it? One of those teams ends up winning a championship this year. That'd be quite a story. Uh, Again, Darren Fox, he did attempt the most shots, but was second in scoring. Kevin Herter, 11 of 15 and 6 of 9 from downtown. Kept Sacramento in the game. A very electrifying back and forth. Can you top this type of battle? Sacramento and Minnesota. That did not go to overtime and finished with 138 to 134. Pretty easy to imagine why that game could be the feature presentation of this week. And especially because a guy named Anthony Edwards was insanely clutched down the stretch and overall had a great game. Had a great game uh, uh, overall. F- 50% from the floor, he did struggle from three-point range, only two of eight, but eight assists, the playmaking ability, and again, the last five points of the game from the Timberwolves were outstanding. And what a what a basketball game. Really appreciated this one. A lot more entertaining than a one nothing wild loss to the... Uh, Calgary Flames, if I remember correctly. I think that was that one. Or was that the 3 nothing win? I don't know. We're not talking hockey at the moment. But do check out Brave the Wild if you're interested in hockey and basketball. That's the uh, hockey podcast I do. Brave the Wild. Minnesota Wild. Mike Conley was absolutely crazy as well. Clutch down the stretch. Both players, Anthony Edwards and Mike Conley, were massive difference makers in this game. Gobert did have another 14-rebound game. But uh, Nick Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Oh, and you'll see more and more tweets, more and more conversation. I'm going to just keep saying it over and over and over again the rest of the season. Keep this guy, please. He can play. He can absolutely play. He, he, he actually might be your sixth man. Not even, you know, he might even be starter material on, on some teams. But at least a sixth man. I, he, should, he, he has no business being a ninth or tenth guy on a team. He should be like sixth, seventh guy. He should be there with uh, Torian Prince and such, getting significant minutes, twenty, anywhere from 18 to 25 minutes a game at the very least. Outstanding game, 16 points, 5, re- uh, five assists. Even added a steal and a block, aggressive defensively, 50% from downtown. Uh, he can hit those catch-and-shoot threes. And again, his ability, he can drive to the basket, athletic, long. And that defense, he, he just gets back in position so well. He's got very quick feet, very light on his feet. And again, the length. Helps him defensively as well. He uses his length uh, as a shooting guard, like a long shooting guard, wing, basically wing. Um, Some guys don't use their leg. They're just kind of slow and just kind of screwing around and soft. This guy's not slow. He's not soft. Um, 
He's definitely not slow-mo, <laughs> though slow-mo's a really nice defender, and he's got, and he had nine assists in the game. Kyle Anderson had an awesome game, too. He only missed one shot, and it was from two-point range. Three of three from downtown, seven of eight overall. <laughs> With nine assists. Nine assists even at two blocks in the game. What a great basketball game. What a great game. Um, and g- generally speaking, defense in this game wasn't a big thing, unfortunately. Though guys made big defensive plays here and there. Guys like Kyle Anderson, Jade McDaniels also had 19 points. 19 points. 8 of 11. 3 of 5 from downtown. What a fun game. <laughs> I just keep talking about it. This this is one of the best games of the entire season. The entire season. The Wolves play anything like this, they'll win a playoff series. Not just, they'll, they'll, they'll win a playoff series, they could go on a playoff run. If, if they played like this in the postseason. They, they could literally go on a playoff run. Especially in this current Western Conference, this team could go to the Western Conference Final. Probably not win it, but at least get there and maybe even be super competitive in it. <laughs> they could if they played like this market more often. Unfortunately, I don't know, but um, maybe with this 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 one guy who likes to laugh on the bench when we're getting we're blowing a game against Golden State would get his butt in gear and of course would get healthy as well. I have no business calling him soft necessarily even though some of his tendencies on the basketball court might be, might lead you to say that. Um, why are you pinching a fish? Stop it. <laughs> it's on the screen right now. I apologize. It's kind of a tradition now. <laughs> it's these fishing shows while well, doing this one. I don't know what it is. We're fishing for star players, I guess. I guess that's what's on Bally right now. We're fishing. <laughs> um, sorry, that's way off, uh, way off tra- uh, track here. Um, but this was just this was everything you want to see from the Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson, great defense, playmaking, making his shots. Jaden McDaniels making his shots, great defense. Nineteen points for Jaden McDaniels. It's just like the only complaint I might have is only four rebounds. Come on, man. Where's the, it, it, it should be like eight, nine, ten. Damn it. Rudy Gobert only uh, thirteen points. Okay, but still, who cares? It's it's okay. As long as he played good defense and rebounded the ball, that's a huge start. Is it worth $40, $40 million a year? Um, I don't know. Uh, but thank you for the good defense and rebounding anyway. <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards, yeah, again, super clutch. Mike Conley hitting shots. You can't expect this every day, but obviously he has a skill. And I've often talked about in the past, he was somebody I just coveted in that 2007 draft. But I knew the Wolves had no way of getting him. First of all, the Wolves never trade up unless it's a bad trade for Jared Culver. Yeah, great trade that was. We might as well have taken Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 11. We probably would have wound up in better shape. In fact, we would have. What the heck? What did we get out of Jared Culver? What did we get out of him? What did we trade him away for, like, a a second-round pick at best? I don't even know if we got that. I I can't remember now. I'd have to look that one up. I, I know we traded him away for some kibbles and bits or something, as Marcus the Forecaster would have said in the good old days. Man, that's a long time ago already, huh? Um, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker, yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, big fan. Big, big fan. I, I'm so curious now. Um, yeah, of course, this thing is all... Yeah, I miss... <laughs> that's what happens when you misspell it. It's like, who the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, the trade. I, I I forgot who we traded him for. I don't care about his Twitter, you schmucks. Okay, there's... Who was Jared Culver traded for? Patrick Beverly. Oh, it's for Patrick Beverly. Okay, that wasn't too bad. Sorry. Now I remember. Yep, that wasn't too bad. Patrick Beverly never played for the Grizzlies. He was just kind of like a, you know, like one of those deals. They call it a cup of coffee, so to speak. 
It was an off-season type of deal. Huh. But we also lost Hern Hernan Gomez, too. Damn it. No. Uh, and then the Grizzlies declined his fourth-year option, blah, blah, blah. I believe he's on Atlanta now. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's on the Hawks, and it's NBA G League affiliates. Oof. Hmm. Mm. Sorry. Well, we'll talk about him next. Yeah, because we're playing the Hawks next. Uh, next segment. This Sacramento game, I could just go on all day. The, the Sacramento Kings, the Rochester Royals, and what an entertaining game this was. I, I, a, I, I like the Sacramento team, and I like their history. Except for the Chris Webber era, which is funny because that was when they were like possible NBA championship contenders for a little bit, until Kobe, uh, Shaq, and Kobe got in the way. Then that was it. Vince Germano's like, "Yep." <laughs> Stu Benson, yeah, guys like that. Kalen Woods are like, "Yeah, yeah, I think you remember, right?" <laughs> but um, Wolves and Kings has historically been some incredible basketball, uh, including including that seven game series back in oh three oh four. What a series! And the Wolves won, damn it. Wouldn't that be fun if the Wolves won a seven-game series versus this club? Wouldn't that be fun? But back then, the Wolves were the number one team in the West. Unfortunately, not quite the case at the moment. The Wolves were the number one team in the Western Conference once. That was some bleeping fun. Um, but with that said, uh, again, a very entertaining basketball game. I could talk about it all day. And I wish I could... I wish the Wolves played like this more often. Even something, you know, like resembling this more often. Uh, because, unfortunately, we got one more game to talk about. And it's quite the opposite of feature presentation. This was the doozy of the week. I don't know. I should probably come up with some kind of soundbite for that, too. But, ooh, the doozy, the, the, I don't know, the garbage, the cesspool game. I don't know. 117 to 94. Stop playing like Minnesota, like a Minnesota team. You know, the Vikings feature presentation of the season. They go into Buffalo, go down 27-10, to 10, make an incredible comeback. In, insane plays. The play of the year in the entire NFL. The catch of the year, the play of the year by Justin Jefferson. The Wolves somehow magically escaped Buffalo when they were the, considered the number one team in, basket, in football Sorry, at the time. In their house. On a cold day, so to speak. And... And then you follow it up by getting absolutely manhandled by the Dallas Cowboys, 41-3. to The Wolves play an, un- an incredible game in Sacramento. Not considered the best team in the NBA. They're not. In fact, they might lose in the first round. They might. They they also might go to the West Final. So they're, they're one of those kind of teams. Kind of like the Vikings. The Vikings could have gone to the Conference Final or whatever, and they could have lost in the first round. But guess what they did? They lost in the first round because that's what Minnesota teams do way too often. Minnesota teams follow up beautiful games, beautiful efforts on the road against really good teams, come home to play another good team, and get put in their place beyond belief to a point that it's like, come on, guys, there's no way we're this bad. 117 to 94, it looks like Mount Everest, or the Grand Canyon maybe, well, like like massive plateau. The fourth quarter just flat-out plateaued. It's a 100% chance. Philadelphia's got this. Pretty much the whole fourth quarter when you look at the win probability. It's embarrassing. You get this little valley, the Wolves are winning, Wolves are winning, and then whoosh, get out of here. That's pretty much what it was like after that. <sighs> the Wolves' win probability was higher just because they were at home. It was mostly tied in that case. I'm ready to make a case for Joel Embiid to be your MVP. Joel Embiid is your MVP. I'm kind of over all the frustration and the anger and the rivalry with Carl Anthony Towns. I'm kind of over it now, 
and the guy's actually staying healthy. And Jokic, who I did vote for twice, you know, you know, you just kind of vote because even though it's not your, you know, it's like an invisible vote. It's not a real vote. <laughs> you know how like a fan vote, whatever. For Jokic both years, I, I did. And it's not because of what Kendrick Perkins said. Even Charles Barkley and Shaq laughed at that one. Like, come on, man. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, so Larry Bird didn't deserve his MVP either. No, no, no. That was just, uh, that was just something. We'll leave that where it is. What a beautiful little crappie. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Ah, so, that looks so tasty. <laughs> or is that a baby bass? Huh, anyhow. Anthony Edwards played phenomenal basketball in the game, but unfortunately, he would tell you, he played selfishly, didn't get his teammates involved, only one assist, and all the starters just stunk. In fact, he outscored every starter combined, every other starter combined. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing, and things are freezing again. I don't know why this is happening. Don't make sense, Joe. There it is, because Yahoo stinks slightly. Um, 24 attempts by Anthony Edwards, and he made half of his shots. 32 points. He played extremely good. He had a highlight dunk or two in the game. Absolutely great. Gobert attempted six shots. He only made two? What the hell? <laughs> Jade McDaniels attempted six shots. He only made one. Kyle Anderson attempted seven. He made three. Eh, okay. Mike Conley attempted six. He made one. <laughs> uh, 10 points combined for Jaden and McDaniels. That's 10 points combined. Rudy Gobert, there's 16. Six more points, of course. And then you had Mike Conley with his six. Gets you to 22 points. Anthony Edwards, 32. The rest of the starters, 22. This game is fucking horrible! What was that? Uh, it wasn't good, no. Nikhil Alexander-Walker even wasn't that good. Only five points in 20 minutes. He got 20 minutes and only five points and not a whole lot else. Torian Prince was probably the second best player in the whole game. 13 points and he didn't even shoot that great. Five of 12. He missed, he missed, you know, he was one of five from downtown. <sighs> yuck, yuck. 11 of 36 from downtown overall. 39.5% from the floor for the whole team. Josh Minot, uh, well, at least he's done laughing but he didn't do anything but miss a shot. All he did was miss a three in five and a half minutes. Wendell Moore did more than Josh Minot because he wasn't laughing on the bench uh, against Golden State. Yes, I'm going to keep holding that against him until, yeah, you know, like, uh, I'm going to keep holding that against you because I'm still pissed off about that. Seriously, you just saw your team fall apart against an obnoxious jackass team called the Golden State Warriors, and you're yucking it up on the bench about God knows what. With your star player, Carl Anthony Towns, who's also yucking it up. You're, well, not your star player. Your second best player. Most established, yes. Absolutely the most established, but long-term second best player. There, I'm not dissing him that much, okay? Most Timberwolves fans would agree that Anthony Edwards should probably be the captain and the leader and all that good stuff. Um, anyhow, it was an awful game. Awful. Uh, great game by Anthony Edwards. I appreciate it. But again, like he said, he played a little uh, selfishly. But guys weren't making their damn shots. It's kind of like Michael Jordan versus that uh, or, or Orlando team when it's like, why did you shoot 39 shots or whatever the heck it was in the, the interviewer at, or the during the press conference, one of the reporters asked. And he said, did you see the game? Because the rest of the team was shooting like one of six collectively, like one after another, one of six, you know, three of... Three of eight, you know, or three of eight, three of like 10 or something. Did you see the game? They're shooting like 30%. I, I, I had to. It was kind of like that in a lot of ways. Um, so 
That was years ago when Michael Jordan had that uh, sore wrist back in 93. Yes, I remember all of that because I'm crazy. Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league this year, I think. In my opinion, I think so. It's probably him. Maybe I'm crazy and stupid. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be uh, Giannis. Maybe it should be uh, Giannis. Look at the Bucks right now. Uh, they're probably favored to win it all at the moment. But Joel Embiid, Giannis, I think they should be at the top with uh, Jokic, who's got the best team in the West. 39 points, and he made it look so easy. He looked like David Robinson on some of those mid-range shots and kind of going up and under and all that. He was flipping incredible in the game. It, again, yeah, that's who he reminded me of in this game, including the blocked shots. It made us look like dopes on occasion. Um, he looked like uh, David Robinson. And even Robinson could hit a three once in a while when he actually shot the ball, when he actually shot from out there, because guys didn't do that as much. Uh, big men didn't do that back in those days uh, as often, but he did shoot them and make them once in a while. In fact, I bet his percentage was pretty good. Uh, four of four for Joel Embiid from downtown. Yeah, I mean, he's right now, I'd probably vote for him. Love him, hate him, I'd probably vote for him. Finally staying healthy, and he didn't even play 30 minutes in the game, <laughs> and he didn't have to because they were killing us. With that said, I think I've made my point. The Lone Wolf Award winner for this episode is Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, clutch, overall nice week. Didn't have those stinkers like he did uh, last week. Played very, very well. The Johnny Flynn Memorial for this week is Carl uh, Anthony Towns' calf. No, I, I don't know. It's did any, I, I don't think anybody really majorly annoyed me this last week or played necessarily terrible. I can't say Torian Prince or Nas Reed or anybody like that. Like, why would I do that? Maybe McLaughlin in a weak way, in a sad way, because he feels like he's taking a step back this year. Not sure what the deal is. Or now, all of a sudden, calf injuries are, uh, you know, as immobilizing as anything else. And they are. Don't get me wrong. I, I've had very minor calf injuries, like, say, playing, you know, pick up ball over the years when I was younger. And then I'd be like, wow, how come I couldn't move? Like, you don't feel it. Or you don't know you're hurt until like you wake up the next day, say if, if, if it's a very mild one. And you wake up and you're like, oh, that hurts. What the heck? So it's like that. And you're like, I couldn't move for some reason during the game. It was real weird. So they are immobilizing, but it seems like Jordan McLaughlin, yeah, he's not he's not the same guy most of the time. Uh, occasionally he is, but he has not had a good year. Uh, and of course, look at Anthony Edwards. He's been out since God knows when. And it did look like he was legitimately hurt, like hardcore, when he did get hurt. So I'm not necessarily saying Carl uh, Anthony Towns is milking it, though. I don't know. He does feel lately. He does feel like the guy that does prolong things more than uh, certain players. But I don't know. It's kind of a thing in the NBA these days. With that said, we will take a quick break. Come back and preview the upcoming tough schedule. <laughs> NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. 
So, yep, do enjoy games like that. Try to try to put the uh, Philadelphia game behind you. Though, of course, I guess picking the Wolves to lose with Anthony Edwards getting 30. That's a nice parlay, I guess. But that's about as far as that one went. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. That's the Basketball Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. back here on Timber Wolves Explosion. Got some games to preview, including the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, that is tonight, March the 10th. March the 10th, Brooklyn Nets in Target Center, Target, whatever. I wish the Wolves would stop wearing those. <laughs> the, the city jerseys this year just don't do it for me. And the court, I, who are we? Are, are we the Jazz? Are we the Sixers? I, I don't get it. It doesn't look like the Wolves at all. It's weird. I don't know. Some Sometimes you get creative, like the Suns with like that sky blue or teal color, considering it's like, it's the Suns. That's weird, but it, it's kind of cool. I, I It's kind of cool, but the Wolves, it just doesn't do much for me. The only thing I like is the font. That's it. Like the font on the numbers and the and all that. The rest of it, it's like, that's kind of, nah, doesn't do much for me. So, I think I made my point now that I've babbled my head off like always. God darn it. There it goes. You could click on this forever. Uh, sorry. Spencer Dinwiddie, March 8th. I can't take it anymore. Rest. Rest. Nick Claxton. Remember Speedy Claxton? Yep. Nick Claxton, thumb, March 8th. Royce O'Neal, former Utah Jazz. Knee, knee on March 8th. So it's like injured, injured, injured. Carl Anthony Towns, Thanksgiving 2019. Injury since 2019. Okay, I'm just kidding. And Noel has had a sore knee of late, unfortunately, as well. So we haven't been seeing uh, him. But with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, that might be the end of it, unfortunately. Especially if he gets too greedy. And he has no right to be greedy because he's not shot the ball well. Mm, fishy, fishy, yummy. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets lost to the New York Knicks, who have been on fire. 142 to 118. That is a thrashing. Thrashing. Uh, Boston Celtics, they beat the Celtics, go figure, a couple days later in Boston, 115-105, they beat the Hornets, 102-86, we need to practice that, we need to learn from the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, come on, Even we even lost to Houston once this year, 118-96, come on Wolves, that, that should be your score when you're playing those two teams, and the Brooklyn Nets lost to the Bucks, 118-113, just like they did in that crucial Game 7 years ago. Denying the Nets a chance at an actual championship that year, they could have won it all that year. I think they would have. I think they would have. Seriously, I mean, they were good. They were good. Uh, was it the Bucks that they lost to? Now I'm blanking. Was it the Bucks or the Sixers or the? I can't remember now. Because I know the Bucks. No, the Hawks beat the Sixers, and yeah, I think the Bucks beat the Nets. Yeah, that's what it was. The Sixers lost Game 7 at home, and the fans booed the bleep out of them, and it was cool seeing the Hawks win. So, um, 
He will then play Brooklyn in Brooklyn on Tuesday, the uh, 4th of April. I haven't played them yet this year. Points per game. Wolves 12th. Bucks, or excuse me, did I call them the Bucks? The Nets 16th. The Wolves 24th. Nets 29th. <laughs> Field goal percentage. Wolves 4th. Nets 3rd. Woo! Three-point percentage. Wolves 17th. Nets 3rd. Ooh. Assists. Both teams are tied at 10th. Turnovers per game. The Nets are, again, and, and this is the least amount of turnovers you want, so that's better, obviously. 27th for the Wolves, yuck. 12th for the Nets. Assisted turnover ratio, 24th for the Wolves. 9th for the Nets. Block shots, the Nets are number one in the NBA. Hmm. Wolves are 4th. Steals, Wolves are 5th. Thank you, Anthony Edwards. And the Nets are 16th. Number one in the NBA in, ste- in blocks. Yep, Kevin Durant was on the Nets. That's right, he was. He's on the Phoenix Suns now, which makes them a very, very strong possibility of winning it. If that stupid Devin Booker could stop talking. Just stop talking, dude. Just stop. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are gone, yet they're still competitive. Mikhail Bridges has played 11 games for that club. Uh, Dinwiddie's back, but he's got, he, he was resting. Interesting. Cameron Johnson, remember him from the Suns? He's scoring more. So he's got a bigger role on this Nets team. 17, 17.2 in 10 games. I can't believe it's been 10 games already, but I suppose it's, it was a while ago. Seth, Seth Curry. Yes, that's the other one. But just under 40% from downtown. Royce O'Neal. Very valuable piece, about 9 points. Joe Harris, 3-point specialist, 43%. It's a nice team. Ben Simmons couldn't shoot his way out of a... Okay, he is shooting 56.6%, but why do you think that is? <laughs> because he's probably right next to the basket or whatever. But, um, yeah, he has made zero three-pointers. He's attempted zero three-pointers all season. Wow. That's just weird. That's weird. 43% from the free-throw line, too. And he doesn't get to the line. Ben Simmons. Hmm? Remember remember when a lot of us saw Ben Simmons as a future star in this league? Oh, boy. It doesn't look good, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, especially considering he's an Australian, and I know you guys are, yeah, and I love the Australian base of this show, Australia, New Zealand. You guys are the pillars of this show, and I'm not saying that just to be, you know, fake or whatever. The Wolves should beat this team, right? We should. Netherlands Noel, I don't know what team he's on. I, I guess he's on the Nets. I don't know who he's on. He's been on the Knicks twice. He's been on pretty much everybody but the Timberwolves, just about. And he plays like 12 games a year. And it's too bad because he was so talented going into the draft many years ago now. Um, half the time, I don't remember who's on this Nets team. Because, I, I mean, I know Mikhail, uh, Michael, not Mikhail, but Michael Bridges. M- Mikhail Br- Michael Bridges. He's averaging 25 points a game in 11 games. Wow. <laughs> Way to take the reins, my friend. Jeez, that's impressive. 25 points a game, but... Is he the best player on a team that's, you know, got some got pieces, but they're nothing special? Uh, they've, they've won games, though. They deserve credit. Uh, they're still decent. I'd like to believe the Wolves can beat this club in target center, but and I think the Wolves should, especially after screwing around with the uh, Sixers the way we did. It's a very losable game, but I'm going to step out in faith and predict the Wolves win the game. Anthony Edwards, of course. I mean, it's like he's going to continue to lead the club in scoring pretty much every night. Occasionally, Gobert will get his 22-ish. I wouldn't be surprised if Gobert did get a good number of uh, points and rebounds and all that, of course. It's a collective thing when it comes to blocked shots. Durant did average one and a half, but he's gone. 
Nick Claxton, who's definitely not the same guy like his uh, his dad, Speedy, because he's a big player, 2.6 blocks on the season. He's not a guard, um, 9 rebounds, 2.6 blocks, so he's one of the major reasons there. And again, it is kind of a collective thing. Royce O'Neal averages almost a block a game, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of a mix of guys, yet somehow they are the leading team in the league. Even Kyrie Irving averaged almost a block a game. Bridges averages just under a block, so he could go on all day. Spencer Dinwiddie, well, we'll see if he's arresting or healthy going into this one. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> I feel bad, but that's how it is, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, seeing some painful looking stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of fishing that I don't like. Um, yeah, that. Anyhow, you can kind of fill in the blank there. How, how do you think you eat fish? You know what I mean? They don't just magically appear on your plate. <laughs> so, anyhow... Um, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see some of these guys from Phoenix stepping up, the former Phoenix Suns players, and of course Dinwiddie. I believe he was at Dallas, right? So he's part of the Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, guys like that stepping up and playing well. It's one of those kind of teams where it's, you know, they're talented players that maybe were in smaller roles on other teams that are have a chance to really shine in Brooklyn. But I'm going to pick the Wolves to win the game, believe it or not. Very close one that goes to OT. The Wolves go to OT. Anthony Edwards with 38. The Wolves win with a final score of 131 to 127 over the Brooklyn Nets in OT. Now that I've prolonged this enough, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, we always lose there. Monday the 13th. Oh, 13. Woo, the 13th going into State Farm Arena. The best uniforms in the league when they actually wear them, either the, the actual the normal red ones or the normal white ones. Yeah, most of their city stuff doesn't do much for me. The, the black ones are okay. You add the yellow with it, they're kind of cool. But most of the city ones just don't do a whole lot. It kind of takes away from the uh, the color scheme that I love so much that the Hawks have worn over the years. So, yeah, I'm going that direction. The Hawks are only 2-3 and three in their last five. They lost to Washington 119-106, or 116, pardon me. Beat Portland 129-111. That must, that must have been a fun one. I wish I got to see that. 117-109 loss at Miami. 130-128 loss at Miami. Beat Washington. So <laughs> kind of playing the same team a couple times here uh, in Washington. 122-120. to Entertaining game. Uh, no injuries. Knock on wood for the Hawks. Because, yeah, let's try to stay away from that word. We all know who the Wolves are, have out. Hawks are 5th in the league in scoring. 14th in rebounding. 9th in field goal percentage. Uh, 19th in three-point percentage, 20th in assists, 4th in turnovers, impressive, 3rd in turnover assist-to-turnover ratio, 12th in blocks, 16th in steals. Yep, you think most of the blocks probably are going to be coming from one of my favorite players, Clint Capella, who gets 11 rebounds a game. Love him. Uh, I still like him on the Wolves, especially if he didn't cost as much as Rudy Gobert financially and in a trade. I would take Clint Capella in a heartbeat, and he's younger, if I'm thinking correctly. He should be. Should be younger, but uh, stay away from clicking on the wrong player here. Yeah, I don't want to mess up my uh, system. Yeah, he's, he's, he's younger. He's younger. He'll be turning 30 May 18th next year. So 28 at the moment, like an older 28. I would love to have Clint Capella. Mm. Clint Capella came from Switzerland. Interesting. Interesting. Yep, so <laughs> cool. Uh, but love him as a player. Love him as an Atlanta Hawk. Jared Culver has played in 10 games for them. Four and a half points a game. 
Frank Kamitsky, remember him from the uh, Wisconsin Badgers when they went to the National Championship game and lost. Yep, he has a very limited role, six and a half minutes a game or so. Um, DeAndre Hunter, there was always talk in the past about the Wolves trading for him, but I don't see that happening anytime soon or if ever. Uh, actually, it wasn't him. It was Collins. That's who it was. Collins only averages six and a half rebounds a game. John Collins. Yeah, he's decent, but I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like a weird role there with uh, Clint Capella. Clint Capella gets most of the rebounds, and he blocks one and 1.2 a game. Uh, Wangwu, remember him in the draft? 1.3 blocks a game. Impressive. He's a young guy, obviously very young with a nice future. Sadiq Bey. I think he was on Detroit, right? So, yep. He's emerging nicely with the Hawks. Good job for him. He's a young guy. Uh, it's a nice, talented team. DeJounte Murray, obviously just a stud with the Spurs. It's a weird combination having two point guards. I don't know why teams do this. It's it's entertaining, but they don't usually win anything. You know, like the Blazers years ago when they had uh, Nick Van Exel and uh, uh, what was his freaking name? Mighty Mouse. I forgot his name now. Damon Stoudemire. It was a nice combination, but they didn't win anything, you know? They were like a, you know, <laughs> they, they just didn't. They didn't win anything. They just, you know, competed, or they made made some entertaining basketball, but they didn't win. They'd lose games 130, you know, like 128 to 125. And I don't know, or you're like a 500 team. You win some when you lose some, that kind of thing. Uh, so that can be kind of annoying. Trey Young, obviously the star player, 26.7, 10 assists. Some people hate him. Some people love him. I think he's a hell of a player, but obviously he's certainly not this perfect guy. Uh, but the Wolves always lose in Atlanta, and I'm, I'm going that direction again. Final score, something along the likes of 118 to... It's not going to be a pretty one, I don't think, either. 118 to, like, 107. I think the Hawks win a comfortable game versus the Wolves. Not because they're so great, but because the Wolves always lose to the Hawks. As for the Celtics, well, the Wolves always lose to the Celtics, too. I don't like saying it, but they always lose to the Celtics, and now Yahoo's being a total dork again. Let's just kind of jump ahead here. Jason Tatum, 30.3 a game. He's an absolute star. Jalen Brown has emerged better and better and better. 26.4. Malcolm Brogdon, 14.5. Derek White, who's a nice, interesting fantasy type of guy. Uh, Boston is second in points, sixth in rebounds, 15th in field goal percentage, third in free throw percentage. Why did I say that? Sixth and three point percentage, seventh in assists, ninth in turnovers, third in assist to turnover ratio, sixth in blocks, and only 29th in steals. So they're good at everything except steals, pretty much, which is, I guess, okay. Their two best players get over a steal a game, Tatum and Brown. It's an awesome duo, uh, an absolutely awesome duo. Al Horford is still there. He can he can shoot the three on occasion. I mean, 45 percent. He is incredible actually when he does, and he attempts about five a game. But overall, just he just brings it, even at his age now. It's hard to imagine Al Horford as an old guy. I still remember him as a super young guy with Atlanta. But he's, he's super old now, yet he's still bringing it at a high level, still chasing a possible ring. And there's a really good chance the Bucks, or excuse me, the Celtics still win this championship. Just because the Bucks are ahead of them now doesn't mean the Celtics don't win the title. I did pick them at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with it, doggone it. I'm sticking with it. It won't be easy, but... Ain't nothing easy in this world. Uh, I think they're the best overall team in the NBA. Uh, kind of, I still do. The defense, the offense, they kind of bring a bit of everything. Grit. 
they can shoot the ball. You know, I mean, they they can absolutely shoot the ball. At least from downtown field goal range, they're fifteenth, which is which is totally fine. Sixth in rebounds too. Um, they they are an awesome basketball team. There's no doubt about that. Why is this? Why? Why? <laughs> this thing makes no sense sometimes. There we go. The Boston Celtics. I don't think we did. We play them this year. Yeah, we lost. One twenty-one, one hundred nine, and I'm kind of thinking more of the same. More of the same. I think the Wolves get meatloafed this week, unfortunately. But, you know, the Wolves have to get the job done. It proved me wrong. Meatloaf this week. Sweep this week. That'd be incredible. Meatloaf means two out of three, if you didn't know. But, yeah, I keep saying it. Uh, Celtics. They have not been playing well. So maybe the Wolves do pull off a nice upset here. But go on and prove me wrong. Beat the Celtics. Go ahead and beat them. March the 1st. 117-113 win over Cleveland. 115-109 loss to Brooklyn. At, uh, you know, in Boston, of course. Uh, 131, 129, impressive win by the Knicks over the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 118, 114 loss at Cleveland. And a 115, 93 demolition crushing Portland on March the 8th. Um, we always tend to play Boston pretty close to St. Patty's Day, don't we? And there isn't a team in the NBA or in professional sports other than the Notre Dame fighting Irish. But, eh, I think about the Celtics more <laughs> when it comes to St. Patty's Day. Get your big, big bottle of Guinness ready. Because it's coming, get the big one. You know, just just yeah, because it's it's St. Patty's Day. You want to have Guinness or something similar to it on that day, just to enjoy it. Or Jameson, but yeah, I, I'm not into the liquor really. I'd rather have beer <laughs> at the end of the day. But yep, get your uh, Guinness ready and uh, on Friday anyway. Not on this game. <laughs> Who are we playing on Friday? I don't. I know we're playing on that day, but uh, this is going to be a tough game. Unfortunately, I predict the Celtics beat us. Or should I step on in faith? I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to step out in faith. Why Why the heck not? Maybe Carl Anthony Towns plays in this game by some miracle. Supposedly, he's starting to practice. Supposedly. Finally. He might play by April 14th, maybe. I don't know. Or he might play by next week. Who the frick knows? But maybe he will play in this Boston game. Maybe. Regardless, the Wolves win the basketball game. I'm going to jump out in faith. I'm going to do it. Ooh, 122 to 121, the Wolves win by a point over the Boston Celtics in an epic battle, a back-and-forth performance. Anthony Edwards with 40. He shows up to play on a great night. Uh, 16 rebounds by uh, Rudy Gobert. 20 points, 16 rebounds. No, yep, 16 rebounds regardless. Jade McDaniel steps up with 20 also in the game, and the Wolves pull off a big one. Mike Conley with 10 assists. It's going to be a spectacular game. It's going to be the feature presentation of the week. The Wolves pull off the upset versus the Boston Celtics and have the fans thinking thinking playoffs and maybe even maybe even a playoff run. Who knows by the Timberwolves. But I'm going to step out in faith and believe for that with this one. With that, we'll take a quick break and come back for fan interaction.
and we are back here on timber wolves explosion is the computer broken no i don't know <laughs> at t wolves ex at t wolves ex but first i better do this now because if i forget especially after yeah asking and if i just up and forget that'd be kind of rude you know i asked vince germano that's all right vinrock vince germano of the courtside podcast and of course long 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 time friend now going back to at least 2012 i believe it was so over a decade, the summer of 2012, early summer, late spring of 2012, when we first started interacting, uh, somehow, I think it was, yeah, it was Reese Pedretti, Pumpa, who said, hey, check out this one, you know, because I somehow happened on that basketball show it was called. That's how I met Pumpa, Reese Pedretti, and uh, Brent Veal, if he still listens to the show. Of course, both of them out of Australia, really entertaining show, but unfortunately it disappeared a long time ago. Um Unfortunately, that was a very fun show. But they introduced me to the Courtside Podcast. Oh, my. Whew. No, the Courtside Podcast with Hank McCoy, who's actually <laughs> Wayne Hunt, uh, Vince Germano. Hank McCoy is, of course, out of Sydney, Australia. Or should I say <clears throat> Wayne Hunt, excuse me. Wayne Hunt out of uh, Sydney. Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. I keep I almost was saying Victoria, but yeah, that's the Providence. And then Stu Benson, also out of uh, Sydney. Um, Vince Germano, literally one of the coolest people in the world. And I'm not just saying it just to butter him up or whatever. No, I mean, seriously, he's one of the coolest people on the planet. Um, and somebody I wish I knew as a kid years ago, you know, like maybe shooting hoops or something at age 12, 13 years old at the park. He's just one of those guys, you know, that you wish you knew your whole life. But, you know, how life is. But thank God for the Internet. You, you end up meet, meeting some incredible people. Uh, I feel the same about Tanae. Just awesome. His, his older brother, Levi. Just some incredible people. Um, Vince Germano was saying... Oh, I almost went to the wrong thing. Okay, I was asking him, what are your overall thoughts on the former Timberwolves playing for the Lakers at the moment? He said, sorry for the late reply, brother. But, yeah, but luckily you were, you were, you were way ahead of the show anyway. So it's totally fine. I love Vando so much. Yep, that would be Jared Vanderbilt. Yep, he loves him so much, and I want him at L.A. for the next 10 years. He just helps you win. Yep, so, yeah, I I felt the same about him. I, he, he just, you know, he gives it his all. My only, only, only doggone complaint is the guy would break down on occasion, but I think he's going to toughen up. He's going to get stronger and stronger, and those years will, uh, yep, he'll he'll stay more and more healthy. It seems like he's done that this year. Um the Rodman comparisons, I thought, were a little crazy, but at the same time, at very least, he's a much better version of the Junkyard Dog, where he actually starts, or the Junkyard Dog did not. Um, so, yeah, you know, love Vando so much. Why am I jumping in on you? I'm sorry, I'm being a douchebag. <laughs> Vince Germano says, I can't stand Russell. Overrated, soft, weak, injury-prone. <laughs> Beasley, I like. Needs to work on inconsistencies. I would love him back next season as a six-man. Feel you there. It's a six-man, inconsistent. Unfortunately, I think the inconsistent is who he is. That's why he's a six-man, that type of thing. Otherwise, he might have been a decent starter. Might have been with that offensive ability. As for Russell, yeah, I mean, I think he hit a nail on the head. Yeah, it's too bad, too, because the talent is there, but, he, you know, the talent is there, but, you know, he's not as talented as they said. That's overrated. He's... He's always hurt and doesn't, I, I don't know, and he's inconsistent as well. That's where the soft and weak comes in, and then the injury-prone as well. It's all kind of, yeah, I, I really think he nailed the head on, uh, hit the nail on the head. He had some great moments, 
had some great moments, but of course, again, where was D'Angelo Russell when the Wolves played the Lakers on Friday? Maybe a healthy and aggressive D'Angelo Russell beats the Timberwolves. He would have been enough for the Wolves or the Lakers to beat the Wolves. Um, unfortunately, though, the son of a gun didn't play. Those are awesome thoughts, Vince, and I, I really appreciate that. And I, yeah, obviously, you know, he's been around the game for at least thirty plus years. But I would say before that, it's just like he didn't get to actually watch. Uh, live NBA basketball until the 90s because of the way things the way things were before that and of course there was no internet either <laughs> going back to like 89 and stuff and um, Luke Longley really uh, brought a lot of fans uh, a lot of Australian fans to, to the NBA sports fans to, to watch the NBA and all that and luckily enough he was right here in Minnesota at the time Luke Longley so that's why a lot of Australians still have uh you know, warm feelings towards the Minnesota Timberwolves to this day. And I think that's really cool. Really cool. Uh, thank you so much, Vince. Vinrock Germano, of course. Like I said, one of the coolest people in the world. And I hope the show comes back soon. The Courtside Podcast, they've been on a hiatus for way too long. <laughs> I miss you guys a lot. Uh-huh. So now we're on the Twitter account. And here we go. Yep, good. There is a little bit here, which is good. Good. Um... Today, Levi and Vince Vinrock Germano all retweeted Timberwolves Explosion, episode 358, losing to the worst teams. Thank you guys for the retweet. Uh, I think I followed back certain people. Yep. Um, today, Brown was saying... Okay, let's click on this. See this? Yep, Vince is going to love this, too. I was saying, I really like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. That guy plays both sides of the ball, and honest to God, there's Really something there. Nice release of the shot. Very aggressive defensively without being crazy and falling out. Tanae Brown, here we go. This is the part Vince is going to like. I like to think he was the main piece in the D-roll trade. He's a talent for sure. Yep, and absolutely. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, yes. He is a he is a nice find. That, uh, that trade alone makes us feel a little teeny bit better. I mean, that, that, that trade alone. And again, Mike Conley being here versus D'Angelo Russell as well. Makes us all feel a lot better about that Rudy Gobert trade. Not a ton better. I mean, at least we got some second-round picks <laughs> from Utah versus a four first, or was it five first-round picks we gave up up until 2029? I don't even know how you managed to trade that many, but luckily it's back-to-back, or it's, it's not back-to-back, it's every other year. So it's not like back-to-back-to-back-to-back like the Joe Smith, uh, you know, fiasco years ago where we had uh, consecutive draft picks taken away just by being stupid. Um, yep, and then John Maxson, welcome aboard, says extend him, Timmy. I, I agree with you 100%. John Maxson, extend him, Timmy. Yep, that would be Tim Connolly. Please extend Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yep, couldn't agree more. Oh, got to click like on this one. So, and the only reason I read my thread is so you guys get the idea what everything's being talked about. Yep, I'm not trying to make it about me. That would be terrible. Danae Brown says... I thought for sure we were going to lose this one to the Lakers with LeBron and Russell out. It, it looked like it for a while, didn't it? Because of the frickin', uh, um, Anthony Davis was killing us. He, he was great. Um, he says, glad we didn't. What the hell is with the team wearing those 50 throwbacks against us, though? They're cool, but it feels malicious. Yeah, like they're kind of like, yeah, look at us. We're, we're you, ha-ha, you know. Yep, I, I, I can understand that. We're in the Minneapolis... Or no, those were the original Los Angeles Lakers, right? Like 1960. Because 50s was Minneapolis. Yeah, those were like 1960-ish. 
like when they first got there in Los Angeles. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Like, ha ha, this is this. <laughs> we took you. Oh yeah, we 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 took it away. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I guess it's their way of just being historic. I guess, but I can feel you in that one. It's kind of a funny thought. Benzo coming out of the Bronx says. Let's see. Yep, I think I might have been talking about Nikhil. Yep, he's responding to the Nikhil Alexander Walker one again. Spot on. The young man can play ball. He's pretty. He's a pretty good passer as well. Yes, he is, and can can play guard one through three. NAW is our secret weapon, so to speak. LOL. Yeah. Yep. And you're right about the one through three. Yeah. Uh, yep. I I see him as a wing, but a playmaking wing. So yeah, that's where the one comes in. He could play point guard for a little bit here and there. Ali Sidikai locally here. He's a good writer. He actually does write for multiple uh, outlets. I was saying, great job, Clippers. Nicely done. That was a great game. NBA on, on ESPN. Yep, that was a... They, they, uh, who did they beat? The Warriors? I think so. Yeah, that was awesome. I felt happy about that. Uh, he says, Wolves could have benefited from them losing, though. Yeah, I, I understand. Yep. But I'm still glad that that... It was a nice win, though. I felt bad for them. Losing all those games in a row once they got the uh, the other D'Angelo Russell, the Russell Westbrook. <sighs> and Danae was saying, "Okay, report." Uh, yeah, Legion. Yeah, Legion hoops. The Grizzlies held a players-only meeting to discuss off-the-court road discipline with Stephen Adams leading the charge. Per per uh, Shams. After the meeting, John Morant still went out to party at the club, which led to the gun incident. Yeah, what a yeah, what a dick. What a dick. Yep, and then uh, Tene Brown said, job becomes more unlikable every day. Yeah, I mean, the guy, he rubs me the wrong way. The problem with Ja and people like him, you know, with the same attitude, they just, they're just too full of themselves. Too full of themselves, too cocky, too arrogant. Like, just, I don't know, they, they just no respect for other people. Um, see, they're, they're, there's a huge difference between, there's a fine line between confident and just cocky just kind of an ass. And Anthony Edwards, when he made that dunk and kind of was smiling and kind of was smiling at the 76er player, number seven. But you could tell both of them, we were just having fun. They were having fun. It wasn't like, he wasn't talking bleep to him and showing off and being a jerk about it. John Morant just has to run his big mouth. He thinks he's hot bleep. He thinks he's the coolest thing in the world. And that's pretty much what's going on. So they're just they're just completely different people, John Morant and uh, Anthony Edwards. So there is no real if Anthony Edwards is cocky, it's a gentle, friendly kind of cocky, where you you have fun with the other player. You don't make fun of the other player. You don't talk trash to the other player. You're you're actually just kind of enjoying the game with the other player. Like kind of like me and Marcus used to do. Like we we never talked trash to each other ever we just had fun we smiled and laughed and if he beat me he beat me it wasn't like you know like i wanted to slug him in the face john morant all the bleep he talked and all the showing off last year i want i mean I, I bet there were wolves players that wanted to punch him i bet there were including anthony edwards i'm sure he did so it's just too much too much and, and yeah you go to the club after a players only meeting and then leads to that it's just ugh, what a douchebag man yuck it's unfortunate to wrap up the show with that. I'll try to wrap up with one last thing, but yes, good, awesome take today. Awesome. Courtside countdown. This is circa, it looks like, 93-94 season because Jason Kidd's on Dallas. Tim Hardaway's on the Warriors. He just crossed up Kidd and went to the basket. Yep, number nine, all that. 
This is cool. Courtside countdown. Is that the Hawks? Ah, yeah, that's the Hawks. That's Stacy Ogman. When they changed the uniforms, unfortunately, still look good, but not as good as the uh, you know the, up to about '92. Gary Payton, holy crap, what a play! Kind of spinning around and in, in, in midair, kind of Statue of Liberty like layup. I don't know how he did that. I believe he was followed on the play too. Hawks again, and up there. That's the Hawks and the Blazers. No, it's the Blazers versus God knows who. It might be Golden State. That was a good play by Jerome Kersey. Is that the Wolves? It is. Ah, ah, ah. Terry Porter just got stolen by the Hob and then wound up to be a, uh, yep. Vernon Maxwell up to uh, Kenny the Jet Smith for the dunk. Said they'll three on the Lakers. Yeah, that's back in the day. Put up a buzzer shot around half court and nailed it. Sadale Threet. Remember that guy? And yes, I retweeted it so you can see it. I believe, yeah, Jamal Mashburn, an insane play here. Oh, unbelievable. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> that was Michael Jordan-esque. Up under the basket, off the backboard. Kissing it with the English play of the year right there. Well, one of them. They only made it number four. That's kind of hard to believe. Uh, Anthony Hardaway to a young Shaq. Yep. I believe that. Yeah, so this had to be 93-94. Nope, and then... Uh, Derek Coleman with this incredible block. So Shaq never got to dunk that one. And then, yeah, it looked like Reggie Miller made an unbelievable save who threw it up to the center. I think that might have been might have been Derek McKee or uh, Antonio Davis who then hit Byron Scott in instantly. For It was like a tic-tac-toe three-point shot. Unbelievable how that took place. Scotty Pippen with a crazy dunk on the Bucks. Nine ended up being the number one play of the week. I believe it was. Yeah, because that was when Pippen was the best player on the Bulls for that year. He was crazy good. Um, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, thank you for sharing this kind of stuff, Random Hoops. That is Reese Pedretti, Pumpa, out of Brisbane, Australia. So we get to end on a positive note. <laughs> we were annoyed to, annoyed to bleep with John Morant. Hopefully he matures. But, yeah. Likeable player for a while until we saw what kind of attitude he has. The attitude sucks. Just being honest. With that, we'll take a quick break. Or no, we won't take a break. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna wrap up the show for the week. Wishing all of you a wonderful week. Hopefully, the Wolves can overcome this uh, tough schedule. Because if they do, it'll be a big statement for this team and a confidence booster as well. And maybe just maybe Carl Anthony Towns will return. Maybe just might happen. Um, other than that, please tell your friends about the show. Write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts or any other app that allows you to do that. Um, be greatly, greatly appreciated, no doubt. Only makes the show more attractive to potential listeners and gets your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Remember to do that as well and bet on some NBA games. Until next week, take care and God bless.